soldering iron, a powerful tool. Those who wield it are granted the ability to bond metals at the molecular level. Building electronics is all about making connections, and solder makes excellent electrical connections. And if you're thinking that it's too complicated or time-consuming or dangerous, well, let's just get this out of the way. It's not. It helps to understand that solder isn't some type of hot metal glue. No, solder actually fuses to each surface. And the magic ingredient that makes that fusing happen is heat. And of course, that's where the iron comes into play. A good quality iron will ensure that we can supply enough heat to each solderable surface. And using a tip of the appropriate shape and size will ensure that we deliver the right amount of heat to our solder joint. For through-hole parts like these, a flat screwdriver tip works well. If we were soldering very small surface mount components, we could use a fine point tip. And if we were soldering a very large joint, we could use a thick hoof tip with a wide contact area for delivering more heat. Before using a new tip, be sure to tin it by applying a bit of solder. And to keep the tip clean, simply drag it through a bit of brass mesh or slightly damp sponge after each use. Just make sure that the sponge isn't dripping wet. To heat both the component lead and copper pad evenly, place the tip right at the joint where they meet. To avoid overheating, don't apply heat for longer than two seconds. Any more and you can damage some components or even the board. So we get in, apply solder, and get out. All nice and quick-like. A fume extractor can quickly remove the resulting wisps of smoke. Now, about that apply solder part. Notice I first touch the solder to the iron and then bring it down and around the component lead. This causes the solder to quickly melt so I can smoothly paint the rest of the joint in place in one fluid motion. After pulling the solder lead away, I remove the iron and allow the connection to quickly cool undisturbed. We can tell we have a good solder joint when the surface appears smooth and shiny, with slightly concave slopes on either side. It all has a sort of fluid characteristic to it. Quite lovely. If the surface appears rough and bulging excessively, we may have what's called a cold solder joint. These occur when solder hasn't fully fused to each surface, making the electrical connection unreliable. Cold solders can be caused by a lack of heat distribution, some motion during soldering, or a coating on the metal surfaces. Oxidation, which can be seen here as dark spots, prevents solder from fusing with the copper surface. Thankfully, solder contains a special ingredient called flux, which you can see here at the core of the solder lead. Flux removes oxidation, leaving the surface clean and ready to fuse to the solder alloy itself. When given the option, choose a solder which contains no clean flux, as water wash flux requires an additional hand cleaning step afterwards to remove it. It's also important to choose the right temperature for your iron. If using lead-based solder, set your iron to about 650 degrees Fahrenheit. 
for lead free solder, somewhere around 750 degrees is fine. Soldering with lead based solder is easier than lead free, but lead free is more common these days. The benefits of good soldering are pretty obvious. Sturdy, reliable connections that last and won't be disturbed by a bit of dirt, dust, or repetitive movement. And speaking of repetitive movement, let's uh, see if this thing works, shall we? Thank you.